0: Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you.
1: I was sorting out my files the other day. I came across um, an important paper real school excuses written by parents you see so i think one of the things about lockdown i guess is you don't have to write these excuses but now they're back at school this might be useful here we are and remember they're real that's the thing about it please excuse my son for being absent yesterday because there is a river in our house My son is under doctor's care and should not take PE today. Please execute him. (laughs) Please excuse Lisa for being absent. She was sick and I had her shot. goodness me. Dear school, please excuse John being absent on January the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31, 32, and also the 33rd. Please excuse Roland from PE for a few days. He fell out of a tree and has misplaced his hip.
0: (laughs) John has been absent because he had two teeth taken out of his face.
1: Carlos was, oh, let's miss that one out, sorry. (laughs) Megan could not come to school today because she has been bothered by very close veins. Chris will not be in school because he has an acre in his side. (laughs) Okay, so you you get the idea. So I hope that will be useful to you. And, And there is a point to that, by the way, which we will come back to later. Okay, so Luke 22 and verse 47. Amazing story about Peter following from Palm Sunday, these events happened. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them, and he approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? And when Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come for him, am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs. Every day I was with you in the temple courts. You did not lay a hand on me. But this is your
0: hour when darkness reigns. Verse 54. And then
1: seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. And Peter followed at a distance. But when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down with them, and a servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight, and she looked closely at him. This man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And just as he was speaking, the cock crowed.
0: And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And then Peter remembered
1: the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the cock crows today, you will disown me three times. And he
0: went out and wept bitterly. Amen. Now, if you think back to the beginning of the Gospels, remember Jesus
1: walking along the shore of Lake Galilee, Sea of Galilee, walking along there. He met the disciples, including Peter, They were fishing,
0: and he said to them, come and follow me, come and follow me. And I I don't know that,
1: you know, Peter, when he saw the authority of Jesus and saw the miracle and and followed him, but I don't think he would have had a clue. He wouldn't have had a clue as to what that would involve, (laughs) He wouldn't have a clue as to the amazing things that he would see Jesus doing. He wouldn't have a clue about the miracles. He wouldn't have a clue about perhaps walking on water himself, feeding the 5,000, casting out demons, healing the sick, the teaching of Jesus, being a fisher of men. He wouldn't really have got what that meant. He wouldn't have a clue. And yet he followed Jesus. And it was gonna turn out to be a far bigger deal than he had expected. (laughs) A much bigger deal in every single way. A much bigger, wonderful thing in terms of blessing and healings and miracles and power and love and forgiveness, but also bigger in terms of cost and commitment and fear. And emotions and leaving people perhaps to follow Jesus.
0: So, Jesus calls us to count the cost when we follow him because it might cost you a lot. And the rich young ruler had to be willing to give away all that he had to follow Jesus. So, we
1: might be called to let go of certain things, or even let go of friends or family occasionally, if they're getting in the way of following Jesus, it can happen.
0: Well, here we are with this particular story. And Peter would never have guessed this scenario. I mean,
1: Jesus had told them about it, he told them, he predicted his death and resurrection. He told them in terms of the temple, he told them about swords. This is the time of taking up swords, which in a way they'd taken literally and struck the servant's uh, ear off with a sword, one of the disciples. Uh, and Jesus said, No, that's, that's not it. That was a sort of metaphor. He didn't use those words, but
0: healed the ear and said, You know, I, I will go with them. And Peter would have
1: been completely flummoxed. Why was this powerful miracle worker, Messiah, King, they had celebrated on Palm Sunday and sung and, and sung, here he is on the donkey, the Messiah coming. And, and why now does he go humbly and willingly with his captors having
0: been portrayed? By Judas. And so Peter wouldn't have guessed this. And he's scared. And yet he loves Jesus still. And he wants to follow Jesus. And yet he doesn't like this being arrested. I didn't bargain for this. And so we read
1: this seizing him they led him away took him into the house of the high priest and then peter followed at a distance peter followed at a distance because he's in this dilemma i love jesus i want to be with jesus i want to go his way and yet i'm not sure about this cost (laughs) what if they crucify what if they capture him what if they kill him what if they kill me and and i think it's a it's an amazing picture in a way following at a distance sometimes you know if you're not if not a christian but you might love jesus or see something you love in other christians and say you know i, I really want that but yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure about the cost it will cost something to follow jesus so i i may have to give this up or that up i may have to let go of this Not sure, you know. And so you can sit on the fence, which is in some ways the worst place to be. And even if you're a Christian, you can you can follow Jesus, but you can say, Well, I'm not sure about being baptized, or I'm not sure about the Holy Spirit, I'm not sure about committing my life to the church. I'm not sure if God told me to go abroad and be a missionary. I'm not sure about. And you follow at a distance and it can happen very easily to any of other and, and for peter on this occasion presumably we can say he was afraid he was scared you know what could happen to him if he follows jesus completely and yet he didn't want to let go of jesus because he loved jesus and he knew who jesus was and and so we have this scene sitting around the firelight when he comes in, and the servant girl looks at him, and you can imagine it, can't you? Through the in the darkness and the flames, and and she says, "Yes, yes." She looks closely at him. This man, this man was with Jesus, she says. This is this is one of the followers, and he denies it. Woman, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. And a little later, another person said. You, you're one of them. Man, I am not. Peter, very fact, infa- I am not. And then it goes on, it doesn't stop there. An hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow is with him. He is a Galilean. He, he's one of those just Galilean disciples. And Peter replies, Man, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: And just as he was speaking, the cock crowed. And then, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Now, I don't know about you,
1: but I'm not sure I would have liked to have been Peter at that moment. I don't know what that look would have been like, a gaze of truth, a gaze of openness, a gaze into his very soul, if you like. And then Peter remembers the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times." And he goes outside and weeps
0: bitterly. And so Jesus uh, is with Peter, and Peter
1: is convicted, and there is no way out. I mean, Peter could not make excuses, see, I told you we'd come back to the beginning. It was no good. (laughs) him trying to make an excuse at this stage. The prediction had come true, the cock had crowed. He was with Jesus. Jesus looked into his eyes. He knew that he had got it wrong. He knew he had let the Lord down. He knew he had failed. He knew that he'd perhaps listened to his fears. I mean, we all get afraid at different times. The question is, do we listen to our fears or do we plow on? with courage and boldness, and he hadn't done that. And he knew it. And so he had this moment of truth, like the prodigal son had when the Bible says that he came to himself. It was a reality moment, a time of realization, a time of honesty, a time of confession, a time of weeping. And, you know, we need those sometimes in our Christian walk.
0: When I was a young Christian, I remember sometimes I went to the front of the church and and I wept. And Peter wept bitterly about things. Now, he could never have guessed this was all going to happen. But it was an important part of his discipleship
1: and an important part of his learning process because he was going to become a key figure in the church a leader of the church in jerusalem an apostle who would perform miracles himself and speak on the day of pentecost and this brokenness this humbling was all part of the process to teach him that he would have to rely not on himself
0: but on God, not on his own strength, but on Jesus' power. Peter would never be the same again. He would never, never be the
1: same again after this. Now we know that that's not the end of the story. We know that if we turn over the pages, we find that the resurrected Jesus comes to Peter
0: and meets him and talks to him and says do you love me do you love me feed my sheep do you love me peter tend my lambs do you love me peter yes lord you know everything you know that i love you feed my sheep Uh, and peter finds that the
1: lord is again way beyond his expectations because he is forgiven the cross is effective where jesus has died for his sins and he can be clean he is forgiven inside
0: and not only that he is even commissioned now He's even commissioned to be a key leader in the church, perhaps the main leader,
1: actually. And so we find it's, it's the most amazing, wonderful story. And, and I think we need to just take on board that the Lord can
0: also forgive us, of course, if we come to him and he can love us and he commissions us and
1: there's a couple of things i want to say here one, one is this i've found in my life that the lord has taken me further than i could ever have guessed i mean when i became a christian at bristol university i would never have guessed that one day i might become a minister one day i might get married and have two children that we'd live in london very close to where i was brought up i never even thought i'd go back there again and uh <laughs> A church by God's grace and lived there for 20 years never guessed any of that never guessed we'd have come to Cambridge um, tried to get in as a student once but I didn't really try i quite good enough but I, I came and lived here anyway <laughs> so uh I never have guessed that I never have guessed it But Jesus led us, he's the good shepherd, he leads you, sometimes he leads you where you would not go, he says that doesn't it, when you get old John. When you get old John somebody will lead you, when you were young you you took the reins, when you get old somebody's going to lead you where you would not go, Jesus leads us where we would not ourselves go. So I just wanted to say that today that we need to be aware of that, now sometimes. That is a bit scary. Often, he takes us further than we think we can go. Sometimes it's amazing blessings, but sometimes it's costly. (laughs) But we do need to know
0: that the same Jesus who came to Peter comes to us and he says, I forgive you. And I love you. And I care for you. And every hair on your head
1: is numbered. However, many, there are Not so many, but they're better numbered. And, and Jesus has numbered them every day. He numbers them again because they keep going. But sorry, <laughs> every, every hair on your head is numbered and I love you and I will care for you and I will be with you.
0: I will be with you.
1: Jesus says to his disciples, lo, I'll be with you. My Holy Spirit will be with you when I go away. And even I will be with you. And lo, I am with you always to the ends of the earth. And so we need to know that the Lord can sometimes take away our fears. But sometimes the fears are still there a bit. And when they are, he is with us. And he would encourage us to do those things that we thought we couldn't do, but we can do with his love and with his grace, and with his strength, amen. Amen, now we'll pray together, please, if we may, for a minute. Lord, we thank you today that you are the good shepherd. We thank you that you lead your sheep, that you call us out by name. We thank you that you often say, fear not, I am with you. We thank you that perfect love casts out all fear, and we thank you that we can trust you. Now, in these times of pandemic, these are times when things are happening that we had never guessed. Fifteen months ago, we would never guess that we were wearing masks, doing all this stuff. All of this is a complete surprise to us. And yet, Lord, you are the same. And yet, Lord, you're the same yesterday and today and forever. And and in a way it's quite good, there's something good about being shaken up a bit inside because it helps us to realize that we depend on you Lord, we come back to you. We need you, nothing around us will really last, nothing is secure, not even our best friends or family, They, they, they they could all change, but you are the same, you are the same, and our world can change, because you've said it will change and you've said that one day you'll come back again and people won't even believe that you're going to come but we have seen the world change so quickly and drastically we need to wake up and realize that it could change again and Jesus can come again anytime that he wants to always right with the father when the father has planned it and so lord today we come to you as our rock and our security and our safety and our first love and the one who gives us peace and forgiveness inside, the one who makes life worth living and the one who takes us on an adventure of following Jesus which goes in directions that we often couldn't guess
0: or expect. Amen.